0: Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Impact Podcast. Please follow the show's Instagram at the Impact Pod and check out my website, theimpactpod.com, for information about me, episodes, and any merchandise. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Abdullah Nyang, my cousin and close friend, has definitely impacted me in so many ways over the years. Seeing him grow and become a successful model for top brands and companies like Louis Vuitton and Balmain, to also seeing him create his brand, Kill Complacency, and all the creative ideas he's constantly working on is truly inspiring. I wanted to sit down with him to talk about his brand, experiences, and also to pick his brain on some of his visions for the future and where he wants to drive impact. Before starting the conversation, Ablai and I reminisced about one of our favorite memories and times growing up.
1: I would have to say, you know. Going to Six Flags. Six Flags, often. yeah. You know, every time you guys came around, it was an excuse to go to an amusement park. <laughs> so I hopped on every single, you know, wave. <laughs> it's like, are we going to Six Flags? I don't care if I got to leave my brothers home. None of that. <laughs> we out.
0: <laughs> I feel that. That was always a good time, for sure. To start off, I would love to know, like, how you started your journey with modeling and how you got into fashion in that whole
1: world. Uh, You know, in life, we all have signs. To just guide us towards the things that we're supposed to do. And in reality, I didn't chase it, but yeah. it was just showing itself to me in multiple ways. Yeah, Like I was just, ever since I was young, my mom worked in the mall, she worked at the limited. Yeah, And there was always the express store, like right across the street. And I would always look at the model on the express store, like, yo, that kind of looked like an older version of me. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I could definitely do this. Fast forward into, like, now and actually seeing that person in person and working with them, I'm like, damn, life comes at you full circle and you just don't realize it. Like, yeah. But, like, in terms of direct contact with the work, I was scouted by uh, my original agent, George. Mm. He had saw me, and he was just like, yo, who told you you could walk into my office? I was like, me. <laughs> he was like, all right, have a seat. <laughs>
0: Abdullah's confidence in his craft is definitely a characteristic that I really appreciate about him. Growing up with Abdullah over the years, I've learned he is great at observing where he is, understanding where he wants to be, and also pushing himself to get there, no matter what blocker may be in his way.
1: Opening shows is definitely the best feeling. Mm-hmm. Being able to lead the charge, and it's stressful. And yeah, You have a lot of anxiety if you're not, you know, just human shit. Just feeling like, yo... Am I ready to handle this responsibility? Mm. But it's like, you're in charge of the show. You spark the pace. Everybody follows your walk. You lead the charge when you come out. You're the first thing everybody sees. You're the first photo mm-hmm. on the image. Mm-hmm. You're the Vogue headline. Like, it's tough. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. an honor. And being able to do that for, like, a couple shows, like, and the Meester and Y3, for sure, those are the most fun. Like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, like, just everything besides uh what's it <laughs> changing into another outfit so i'm sure you have two or three looks yeah and in reality like you only have so much time the dresses all it's all about the dresses because you gotta run yeah you gotta haggle into the clothes make sure everything's put on right yeah and stress again back into line and just walking but once you're out there it's like crazy it's a crazy feeling you know all the eyes are on you got you but you can't look at the- got you so like a, a level of focus yeah you gotta have a certain level of focus just, it's fun though you get to block him out you just, damn like everybody just saying looking at me
0: yeah <laughs> well, that's cool um and then i think from i mean you've been doing this for a little while but who are some influential people that you have met that have changed the way you think
1: uh definitely people like ian connor lucas abat
0: because
1: mm. those guys are kind of like they're everybody's like mold right now but seeing them real time and understanding how everything works
0: yeah it's crazy yeah
1: because a lot of people feel like you know they're defined by the thing that they set out to do and put them there Mm -hmm. but once you start breaking barriers and just like letting go of what everybody else thinks everybody falls back and follows
0: Mm. and then from i guess your time and being in this space what's your all-time favorite memory in the years you've been involved with fashion? That could be like, parties that you went to, people that you hung out with. Oh, fucking.
1: (laughs) Wang Fest, 2016. (laughs) Alexander Wang, crazy after-party. Travis Scott performed, like, Uh that was like the year birds in the trap sang McKnight. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite albums, too. Bro,
1: it was crazy, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? I was in a section with like Madonna, Kylie Jenner, like, it was... Yeah. it was tough and that was my first time really being exposed to that level of like you know what i'm saying I was, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: did that do you feel like that kind of pushed you further along
1: like, oh yeah after seeing this i'm like yeah i'm gonna work 10 times hard i'm gonna be everywhere i need to be and i'm gonna be where i need to be to get what i need to get
0: that's awesome i mean i feel like yeah some people would love to even be in that position just to be like around those people but that was kind of just more of an awareness like wow like I can do this shit. I can push myself forward and do what I need to do at the 100%. end of the day. Like, yeah. I'm
1: here already. And yeah. just like a year ago, I was in my head like, damn, I could be here and now I'm here. So what's stopping me? You? you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. And then this is transitioning a little bit further on, but I know you, you have your own brand called Kill Complacency. Um, would love to start, learn about how that started and what the message is behind
1: it. Uh, the message behind that is more in like never being comfortable in one spot and kind of being, you know, going with the seasons and being able to change and not stay stagnant, keeping work up. Not necessarily in one thing, like like I said earlier, some people feel like they're defined by their initial foot in the door, Mm -hmm. and they don't know that the door is open for other things. Mm -hmm. So keep moving, keep progressing. That's kind of the message. Mm -hmm. And the brand itself is more of like a homage to my New York roots and just like
0: yeah.
1: the style icons that we grew up on, just the culture, like super Yankee.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, nah, and it's a, and like you said, like there's but a lot not of the cool.
1: not the American kind of Yankee, the Yankee. The Yankee. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want my pieces to resonate with people so much that they're like staples in New York history. Yeah. The same way a fucking. Yankee fitted fits on anyone's head. Yeah. I want one of my shirts to fit on anyone's but Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: like yeah. Le- I mean, legacy, like you said, like you want to leave that footprint for sure. And is this something that you feel as though later down the line, you're going to kind of move on from hats and then maybe clothing or whatever else? Like, do you have a bit larger vision for where this is going to
1: go? Those things are already drawn up. I just, yeah. you know, I'm it's a, I'm a firm believer in just like, testing waters number 1 yeah testing the market yeah and i'm also i just like to have things ready mm. you know what i'm saying i know i know it's coming but mm-hmm. it's cool to keep everybody guessing
0: yeah that's true that's awesome and then when you think about any any it could be any genre of music but specifically it could be hip hop is there any artist that really resonates with how you perceive fashion um and it can be in fashion world or just in general
1: hmm because I got friends that, like, really inspire me mm. and keep me. But like on a musical level, fashion-wise, I so feel like ASAP Rocky is the only answer. Mm. Because he is responsible for a lot of, you know, our generation's development just as fashion thinkers. That is true. You know what I'm saying? Like, being able to cross that barrier in fashion.
0: Mm. And then do you envision your fashion with the growth mindset and... This question more so comes out from like we garner influences from many places, but I'm curious to know if you feel like your fashion sense slash tendencies have changed or evolved in any ways that you did not expect.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like when I first got into Marlin, they fucking brainwashed your agents said, "Yo, go to the casting, you know, fucking white t-shirts, skinny black jeans, Chelsea boots. <laughs> that does not get you booked, bro. Yeah. That just gets you, you know, in the door for the first couple of years. But yo, how you gonna stand out? In a crowd full of 30 dudes wearing the same exact getup, mm. right? And you working for all these brands, you walk in all these shows mm. and some people just don't know how to use that kind of advantageous structure. Mm. So it's like working with Japan clients, Asian clients, seeing how Japanese clothes, high fashion clients, seeing how certain silhouettes and brands fit on my body was just like wow, bro. Mm. Like, I could really do this shit. Like, shit makes me not want to work out because I can wear anything. (laughs) Like, legit. I don't want to get bigger because it would change my wardrobe drastically. But, yo, shit's crazy. Traveling to Paris, Mm -hmm. Milan, London. I love London. Yeah. Even though, you know, I don't don't go there as often as I want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But London, Paris, and Milan. Milan definitely taught me that, you know, Racism is still alive. Yeah. Even on the trains they give you that look, they pop that shit in your face. Mhm. But like just being around the world and having that experience since 18 years old it showed me that everything is relative and we all live the same life just repackaged in a different box.
0: Mhm. That's a really good way to put it.
1: Like literally. And it's all beautiful though. Like it's all beautiful cuz you get to see it from different aspects. Mm. You're like, "Damn, I really get this cuz I've lived this over there," but like mm-hmm. over here now think about this (laughs) think about how different shit is walking around late night in a different country as a black man yeah like i get to test the environment in every country yeah and some of them you know
0: they vibe with you you understand their. yeah like i understand
1: and i understand like i just like the ambiance. you know just like being milan for example like Walking late night, working my ass off, being in castings and shit, and just seeing different corners of the city by force. Like, Mm -hmm. you literally see every part of the city. Mm -hmm. Just because you have to see these clients. Yeah. But, like, just all the culture, the graffiti, Mm -hmm. the shit on the floor, (laughs) (laughs) the small-ass cars, like, they all resonate with me somewhere.
0: If you could envision yourself 10 to 15 years plus from now, what would you have one to, to accomplish by then? Uh...
1: Can't say too much, but...
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know, there's some, some things you got to keep wrapped up. You got to surprise but, people, right? But, but... I guess like, where would you like want to see I just want to
1: be comfortable mm. in my home. Somewhere nice and warm. Yeah. I don't want to say Los Angeles, but fuck it. Let's say Los Angeles. Okay and I want one of those really, like, cliche, square-ass cribs (laughs) with, like, the wooden garage (laughs) and, like, the modern marble furniture and shit. But I'm gonna make my shit really cool. Yeah. Like, I want to live in a castle, bro. Got you. Bro, think about it. You evolve from a a point in time where you're, like, just somewhere working, sweeping up a floor or something where, like, you're fully in control of everything you want to do every day. You don't work for anybody. You're in your own bed, and you just have all the time you need to think about whatever you need to do. So you really have no excuse (laughs) to not get shit done. No, seriously. Given the time that you're like granted to really think about it and plan it out. I feel like that's why I stall so much because I just feel like I have infinite time. But in my head, I know that there's a clock on this. This is not a job that you can do for 20 years unless you're fucking, you know, Naomi Campbell. Yeah. But like those who let it define me they get dragged down by the harsh realities of it and those who have fun doing it and meeting the people that can elevate them to the point of where they're mentally not defined by that one thing and they have their sense of self and many talents to go by to get wherever they want Mm -hmm. shit ain't shit they can tell you
0: yeah as abdullah and i talk about future goals the underlying theme of having control in your life and the simple desire of being comfortable all resonated deeply with me. To close our conversation, I asked Abdulai for a piece of advice to not only creatives, but to anyone that is trying to break the barriers in their fields of interest.
1: Don't be afraid to upset your parents. Mm. Because even if they're upset for a little bit, when you do what you're supposed to do, they're going to be proud of you. Mm. That's just how it goes. Yeah. and always remember that the congratulations is you feel me is always larger than the initial support mm. like the applause is always going to carry more attendance mm. they're not going to give it to you when you're going for it but once you get it they're going to be like wow he got that
0: yeah that's true so leaping out as much as you can
1: yeah don't be afraid to break barriers yeah. to be yourself That's and right. if you feel like you're compromising your sense of self in any way just turn back. I feel like a lot of immigrant parents, yeah, are caught up in the idea of just succeeding for the for the for the right of their child to you know get up and do the same. Yeah, but they get lost in their creative. You know, they lose their creative right and all that because they have to put in so many hours for us to really be out here grinding, you know what I'm saying? That's why you got to get the good grades when you start off. That's why you got to do all that shit for school. You got to get the college degree, you know what I'm saying? But once you really sit down and think about it, what do you want to do? What do you want to do for yourself that's going to make you happy every single day?
0: Yeah. Well, Abla, thank you for all this stuff. Best of luck with... The brand and everything else and thanks for taking the time to sit down and talk. No
1: problem, bro. Thank you.
0: Thank you again for listening. And if you love this beat, it is produced by my good friend Bryce Williams. His info is in the contact page of my website, theimpactpod.com. A big thank you to James Van Court for mixing and mastering this episode. You can also find his info on the contact page. If you haven't already, please leave a five-star review if you're loving the podcast so far. And remember, leave an impact wherever you go, no matter the scale, as long as you're making yourself and those around you better every day. Until next week.